Technology leaders and organizations have their hands full when it comes to harnessing the power of emerging technologies to achieve outcomes with extraordinary power. Manufacturers, oil and gas companies, transportation, and many other organizations are all using new technology to drive new opportunity. So what is their secret? Hello and welcome to Factory Reboot, a podcast dedicated to Industry 4.0 and how smart technologies are reshaping the world. I'm your host, Tom Kelly, Executive Director and CEO of Automation Alley. Today I'm joined by Brian Gilmore, Chief Technology Advocate for Splunk. Brian focuses on enabling Splunk's partners and 13,000 plus worldwide customers to increase performance and availability, improve service levels, reduce operations costs, lessen security risks, enable compliance, and create new product and service offerings using insights from the big data generated by mechanical systems and connected devices, also known as the industrial internet of things. So thank you for joining us, Brian, and welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. So uh, so before we dive into your presentation you gave at Automation Alley's Tech Takeover, um, tell us about Splunk and what makes your organization unique. Well, I, I mean, I think the thing that Splunk has done really well is, is to enable the people who use our products to take advantage of the data that's already being generated in their, in their organizations. And whether that be in the IT organization or whether it be from the shop floor, being able to, to capture data that, that they already know can be used to drive outcomes um, and, and to let them achieve those outcomes in a way that can truly be fast, good, and cheap is, is, is really, uh, it's kind of like our secret sauce. And I can't believe I just gave away our secret sauce <laughs> on, on, you know, but that's... Uh, We're taking that down. Yes, Sadly, yeah. this is being recorded, right? Yes. So, so listen, as part of our Tech Takeover series, you just presented Avoiding Pilot Project Purgatory, Driving Fast Outcomes with Emerging Technology, and that'll be available in our archives for those listening. Talk to us about pilot purgatory. What causes it, and why is it one of industry's biggest concerns? Got it. I, I mean, I think pilot purgatory is probably well aligned with another uh, highly alliterative um, issue that we know of in corporations called analysis paralysis, right? Where, you know, when we're doing technology for technology's sake, it's, uh, it's almost impossible to get started because, mm -hmm. you know, these, these terms like IoT and big data and AI and ML are, are so foggy in terms of what they are. They almost mean something different to everybody. Um, and so when you're trying to kick off a, an IoT pilot or you're trying to kick off an AI or an ML pilot, it's, it's, it's really difficult for everybody to get on the same page to understand what it is they're talking about. Now, on the other hand, if you're able to pick a pain point or a challenge in a particular stakeholder and you can bring those stakeholders to the table with your experts in IoT and ML, um, you're able to sort of achieve outcomes with as I, as I said in the presentation, small projects, but not pilots, right? So, you know, these are production level applications of technologies like blockchain or AI or ML or IoT. Um, but uh, you're doing it for a purpose and for a point. Um, number one, to prove the technology. Number two, to solve a problem in your organization. And then number three, to sort of set in place the project that's going to probably fund your next larger implementation. Um, and it becomes, like I said, the opposite of a vicious circle, where each new project you do pays for one twice its size, and that's that's the place that you know organizations should be in terms of rolling this technology out. So, so 
Great answer, by the way. Uh, where do you start, especially if you're a medium-sized manufacturer? You know, you don't have all the access to resources and people that you have at a very large organization. Uh, you have some resources, but, there, you know, there's so many things to get done. What, what advice would you give them? Where do they start? How do they, um, how do they face these challenges of the analysis paralysis that you mm. talked about? What do they do? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it starts by recognizing the talent that you actually have already in-house. Um, you know, you don't have to have data scientists to understand how data science can be used to, to solve a problem. I mean, you know, you talk to, to people who literally walk the floor of the factories and they, they talk to the technicians, the maintenance mechanics, the operators, and they say, look, like, you know, what's your biggest issue? What keeps you up at night? What, uh, you know, what what brought you in here the last time off shift or on the weekend or whatever it was? And and how can we solve that issue for you so that, you know, when you when you leave work, you're doing so, you've, you know, and for, for till we expect you to show up next time. Are, are your customers surprised by, in some cases, how easy it is to get at the data that they didn't know they had access well, to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hope I hope they're delighted. That's kind of the reason we exist. But it's, um, yeah, it's it's time to value is shocking, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I think if you look at customers who are able to use a technology like OPC to deliver data to our platform, and you know, they're they're researching and building dashboards in literally hours. Right. And I mean, like from, you know, if you if you start with somebody, you say, hey, I'm going to we're going to roll out an IoT and big data project and, and we're going to have an outcome achieved here this afternoon. They're never going to believe it. It's just not going to happen. So when you can show them that, like, this doesn't need to be complex, it doesn't need to be super expensive from either a time or or dollar perspective, um, you know, and, and they understand that the value that that additional visibility and traceability will bring them, then. You know, I'll I'll walk in. We'll do a we'll do a project where we'll onboard some data for a customer and get it strong. Uh, you know, in real time. We'll walk away for three weeks. And we go back and like they have gone way beyond our wildest dreams and anything we imagined in terms <laughs> of what they would do with that data, um, because they know their business better than anybody and they just didn't have the tools and the visibility to to do the big things. Before. Is it normal for a company to have an aha moment once you start showing them the data? Did they did they then get excited and roll up their sleeves and, and start to th this iterative process of getting more and more insight? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's two aha moments that happen. The first one, you know, we can achieve with a demo that doesn't even have anything to do with the customer's data because that first aha moment is almost like a, a an exhalation of breathe like a relief it's like oh you know it's like this looks you know like something i can grasp yeah, something we can doable attempt. it's doable right yeah. and there's an aha there and then there's a second aha when they realize like they get that sort of first ping of of imagination they go well what if I did this here? What if I did this there in my own business? And there's an aha there. And I guess there's actually a third aha when they actually finally see the project in process and they're like, well, wait a second. Like this was as easy and as, you know, simple as I expected. That, that, um, that's a lot of ahas. It is a lot of ahas. <laughs> that's it is a great. lot of ahas. Very, yeah. very good. Hey, this was a great conversation. Uh, thanks for joining us, Brian. This, this was Thank really helpful. Thank you so helpful. much. It was my pleasure. And listening to you, no one should be intimidated going after their data. They should understand that it's so possible today. It's not this IT project with uh, you know a bunch of IT people stuck in a, in a closet for three months and coming out with something that they give to management. It's totally interactive these days, and it's such a good thing. I love what you're doing. Thanks. Thank you.
So uh, if you like what you heard today, subscribe to Factory Reboot on SoundCloud, iTunes, or at AutomationAlley.com forward slash Factory Reboot. Once again, I'm Tom Kelly, Executive Director and CEO of Automation Alley. Thanks for listening.